Hello, Joe. And I am telling you, <laughs> I'm not going. You're the best man I've ever... Well, you're someone I've always known. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we call each other and we just catch up, and that's what you're listening to. That's Mike gave me this really rude message today, and he was like, we will not be talking about the Oscars today. So that was <laughs> sort of my... That was sort of my weird, passive-aggressive way of talking about it. Did you watch the Oscars yesterday? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Okay. Oh, oh so no, 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 no. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched the beginning. I got bored. I went up to my room and did some work and then watched the end. Did you watch Jennifer Hudson sing, and I am telling you I'm not going? Oh, no. I didn't know she did. Um, you should have, because as I told someone else who told me they didn't like it, every gay man came when she did that. Well, it came <laughs> a little. <laughs> she tore it up. That girl tore it up. She's so that, skinny now, right? I know. She's on Smash right at this time, and I, every time I, mean, I see wait, her, I'm like, "You watch Smash? No, gross. I would never." Yes, I do. What? It's good. How do you not watch a show about musicals? <sighs> because I'm not as gay as you are. Right. I don't like. I don't like Glee, and I don't like this Smash. I like them both. I like them both a lot. But I'll tell you what, I'm kind of attracted to this uh, the people on Glee, except the problem is this I don't know how I don't know how any of them talk, okay? But um except this Chris Culfer, who every time he opens his mouth, I'm like, ew. Yeah, he sounds like a woman. Not yeah, he sounds I know. like a, a little girl. Like his yeah, voice like a, is so you're right. high. He's like, Hi. <laughs> how was your week? Um, we need to talk about it seems like now all of my problems are poo related <laughs> because Mike even knows about a story I didn't tell in the podcast because I was like, it's too poo related. You you told a story for those that are just joining us about a backed up toilet and it included poo. And then shortly after there was another poo story and you're like, I can't tell it on the podcast because people are going to start thinking I'm just a guy that talks about poo. Yeah, this one's only tangentially about poo. What happened was my poo was looking very, very strange. And so, of course, I typed it into the internet. And <laughs> You have cancer. You have cancer or AIDS. Yes, yes. <laughs> I self-diagnosed with colon cancer. Okay. I was con literally, I'm not even joking, Mike. I was convinced I had colon cancer. And I was like, I'm dying. In fact, I made a doctor's appointment for Friday as I was driving down Pacific Coast Highway to the doctor's appointment, uh, a woman, Pacific Coast Highway is very crazy with the traffic, and this woman next to me was honking. And I had this, like, serenity about me where I was like, that poor woman, she just doesn't get it. <laughs> life's about more than this, you know? Yeah. it's Life's about the journey, not the destination. You sure, know? sure. But she'll learn, she'll learn. So I go to the doctor's office. And I usually am used to going to the doctor in Orange County, you know, mm -hmm. but this is my first time in L.A. where I think only um, black people work at hospitals in L.A. I take it. Nothing but black people work there. And they were all sassy. So I loved it, of course. Mm -hmm. So I go to my doctor and the nurse, you know, the check-in nurse calls me in and she goes, uh, you want a flu shot? And I was like, uh, sure, yeah, I'll take a flu shot. We're giving away flu shots? Sure, I'll take one. She goes, okay. 
takes me to the examination room. My doctor comes in. Right now, I know because I have colon cancer that there will be some colon uh, rectal examination. So I'm prepped. Prepped? Wait, wait, wait. I just was going to let that pass. Prepped meaning you douched? Well, I didn't douche, but I just made sure everything was lickety clean back there. Okay. Okay. Lickety Uh, clean. Okay. Yes. Do we need to talk about one? The doctor's name was Pig? (laughs) Dr. P.I.G. P-A-G-G. Two. Was it a man or a woman? It was a man who, I'll just not bury the lead here, was very hot. Oh, no. I know. I was like, oh, God. Right? But then, how about on his jacket? It said, uh, geriatrics? (laughs) (laughs) And they sent him to you? I know. It was horrible. Like, it was only because he was not busy and he needed I must be. I, I want to hope, though, So because I was like, what? All right. So then. Okay, so how long do you have to live? Get to it. Okay, I'm getting. Girl, you're the one that's <laughs> laughing for a minute and a half. Okay, so he sits down at his computer and he's like, oh, uh, how long have you been feeling any pain? I'm like, no. And he asked me some other question. I'm like, no. And he, I already told him about the poo. And he mm-hmm. goes, uh, have you changed your diet at all? And I was yes. like, yeah, I'm, I, I just started a vegan cleanse. He gets the most disgusted look on his face, pushes his keyboard away, and he goes, well, that's it. That, that's, that's it. That's, it's like, that's why your poo changed. You changed yeah. your diet. Right? Joe, Joe, that makes complete sense. And he got like angry with me like for wasting his time. Well, there's probably people in the hallway that are, like, dying, and he had to tell you your poo's a different color because you're eating a different color food. So then he's like, okay, well, you can you can leave, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I just get up, and I leave, and I'm walking out. I'm just, like, super confused. That's never happened to me before. And as I'm walking out, the nurse is like, where do you think you're going? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, the doctor just told me. Get, she didn't say get your ass back in here, but that same attitude. Like, get back in there. Why you say you want a flu shot and you don't get a flu shot? So then I have to take this weird walk of shame back to the back to the examination room. And he's sitting there and he goes, yes. <laughs> and I go, the nurse told me I had to come back in here. Cause... He's like, ugh. He just gets up and leaves. And then she came and gave me her my, my flu shot. And that was the end. But I never felt so humiliated. So the good news, I do not have colon cancer. But I'm embarrassed in front of Dr. Pig. That's it. The guy's name is Dr. Pig, and he was shaming me. Then Saturday night, I went to um, a gay bar out here called Roosterfish. Ooh. It's called Roosterfish. Okay. It's like this divey gay bar in uh, Venice Beach. If, all right. It smells like the 90s in there. That's all I want you to know. Okay? It's super divey gross. Okay? But I went there with my cousin. We went to go get a couple of drinks. What I love about it is, you never see this, I've gone a few times with my friend Shannon, and the bartender openly ignores Shannon. <laughs> She'll stand at the bar, and he'll be like, hum, 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 hum. she's like, clearly stand there, order a drink, and then I'll just walk up and go like, he'll be like, yeah, honey, what can I get you? <laughs> and she, he just ignores her. And we, I, I didn't believe her at first, but now I uh, finally confirmed it. Anyway, I went with my cousin. Now, I have a cousin who's, uh, I have a gay cousin. Okay. okay. Yeah, I've heard of him. And he's a week younger than I am. And he's gay. <laughs> okay. And 
He's also super Mexican. Like, he's super into, like, la, la raza. Like, he's just super into it. Would you call him chunti? Is that a, no, is that a term? Ch- no, chunti is a term, but it means, like, wetback. Oh, okay. Um, No, he's just, like, super Chicano power. Okay, right? gotcha. So, he's always trying to prove a point and stuff like that. So, we're in the bar, and there's a jukebox. And, you know, people are going there. They're playing, like, Lady Gaga. Little Britney. Maybe you might hear some uh, Donna Summer. Maybe yeah. you'll go old school. A Cindy Lauper right? tune. Maybe some Cindy Lauper. Yeah, you'll get your true colors going. Mm-hmm. So he goes, oh, I'm going to go pick a song. And he, like, walks away. Uh-oh. Right? Yeah. And, I'm, and he comes back. You know it takes a while for a jukebox, for your song to come on the jukebox. Right. And we're sitting there. And then all of a sudden. Yeah, it's like. And everybody there is so bummed. And my the way the the way my cousin's standing, he's hidden behind a pillar. So only everyone can in the bar can just see me. And they are giving me like the dirtiest fucking looks. Why did he do that, though? Like, he Girl, knew he, he was doing it to get a reaction. It wasn't like yeah, he was oh, like, yeah. oh, they're going to love this. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He was like, fuck these white people. I'm going to show them. And he paid for, like, five songs. <laughs> so it was, like, five songs of people, like, it was horrible. And everyone was giving me, like, the dirtiest, dirtiest, dirtiest <laughs> looks. It was horrible. Then finally, the only interesting thing I have to say after that is, so it was Thursday or Friday, I was chopping up fruit for breakfast. Okay. And all of a sudden, I heard a noise, and I was like, ew. Because I, re- I realized, I went to like where the noise is coming from, and I just heard like crinkling wrappers. And I was like, oh, God, there's a rat. I didn't open the door because I didn't want to see a rat. I'm afraid of that stuff. So we had a rat guy come out here, but he couldn't come till today at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ugh, I've never seen a rat person, you know, a rat guy before. But I made sure to clean the, you know, the house, you know, lickety clean, just like my ass on Friday. <laughs> yeah. I, I told him, I'm like, this kitchen is as clean as my ass. <laughs> and he was really impressed. No. So. <laughs> Did you tell him about your new poo? Oh, yeah. I was telling everybody <laughs> who would listen. So, um, no, so I'm sitting here, uh, by the way, doing the gayest thing. I was editing clips of Mommy Dearest, but that's, a, that's another story. And he shows, there's two guys. Why are they the hottest guys ever? Uh. So now I get all super flirty with the rat guys. I was like, and of course, I get like super interested now yeah. in the process of catching rats. I'm like, <laughs> so what kind of like, so these rat traps, like, um, and what's the grossest thing you've ever caught? Ooh, wow, you're so brave. <laughs> And they're like, okay, yeah, we're just leaving these rat traps here. We'll come back in a week. <laughs> Cut to my, I'm all, yeah, we caught something with my penis in a rat trap. <laughs> it's in this box here in my lap. Yeah. Yeah, come here. So that's what's going on in my life. What about you, Mike? That's so exciting. I Wait, before, before you tell me, I want everyone to know that Mike and I have gotten to this point now where we save things for the podcast, but we're talking <laughs> during the week. And so there, Mike will always like fucking tickle my ass with a feather. He'll be like, hmm, Joe, uh, do you think it's a problem if uh, somebody teaches you how to um, make a, a nuclear bomb in your apartment? <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, hey, you know what? Let's just save this for the podcast. Well, I went to Vegas last weekend uh, for a conference. I was speaking at a conference about diabetes, and I 
was in Vegas, but like not close to the strip Vegas, like where people actually live Vegas. Uh, talking to people that live in Vegas. I texted you because there was a celebrity, uh, B-list, B-B-B-list reality star there speaking as well. It's like an F-list celebrity. Yeah, really far down on the list. But it was, there was a little bit of like awkward, too cool to talk to everyone else. All the other speakers were kind of like, you know, talking and getting to know one another. And he was like, with an assistant and not he had an assistant oh yeah he had an assistant and he wasn't like talking to any of us so i text joe and i was like hey do you know who this is and what are your feelings on him and he's okay on tv he was very good looking in person kind of beat up oh but, really well you yeah, know what it's been a it's been a few hard years for him because it's been a couple years since he was let me say this i think you can say this he was on a on a, co- a cooking competition show Oh, his name's Sam Talbot. He was on Iron Chef. I don't mind saying that. Oh, he was on Top Chef. Oh, yeah, Top Chef. Same thing okay. in my head, but I, I think I know the difference. All right. So it's Sam from Top Chef. Okay. Well, on Top Chef, um, he he was hot, but I could see – like he, I can tell he's very tall, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you could also maybe see he had like pockmarked face kind of. Oh, really? See, he had that, and I didn't know that he had that until I saw him in person. He also has that look that, like, it's very borderline. He's either sexy or he's should just be homeless. Like, he oh, is really? dirt, he's dirty and... Oh, uh, you see, on the show, he's always in the whites. So. Yeah, exactly. So he kind of has, like, a dirty sort of, like, tattoo thing going on, which could be hot, but I don't know. So Isn't, isn't he, like, a vegetarian chef, too? Isn't that his thing? Oh, I don't know. He okay. he has type one. That's that's all I really know. I didn't get to speak. We were speaking at the same time, so I didn't like see any of his stuff or anything. But that's actually not the story I want to tell you about Vegas. What I want to tell you, I have okay. This is like a scenario. This is something that happened, and I think you and I would have reacted in exact opposite ways. So okay, at this conference, there is a very handsome, like traditionally handsome man, and uh. he's like a. I already know where this story's going. He's like a frat bro kind of looking. Like, he was a frat bro. But, like, I doubt that there's very many people listening that would argue that he was handsome. He's uh, He was there because he's a triathlete and he's part of, you know, a team that, like, he either runs, swims, or cycles every day. So he's, like, in shape and looks good and, you know, blue eyes big white teeth and nice hair and dressed well just like handsome uh no argument so the conference ends and everyone who lives on the west coast flew home that night so and then everyone on the east coast stayed one extra night so uh we get in the little shuttle to take us to the airport and it's me and him and one other guy and the other guy had some arrangement where he was going to actually take a taxi from the airport to a casino. I love how I love how I was talking about having colon cancer, and you were like, "Can we get to it already?" And you're giving me travel arrangements for people you're in a van with. So then we, the guy who takes the taxi, goes to the casino. That makes me left with the very handsome man from. Um, he lives in Los Angeles, so we. We, like, check in and get our uh, boarding passes, and we're walking to security, and that's where the story 
will be different for the two of us. What would you do at this point? I don't want to sit with this man. I want to be, I want to be in the airport alone. I want to get, I want to somehow get away from him, break away. But how do you do it with, like, how do you? Wait, 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 wait. I have have a thousand questions. Is he annoying? No, he's very nice. What are we going to talk about? His, his wife and his, like, expected child. Okay. All right. So go on. So what happened? At security, they, like, check your ID and stuff. And he went to one line, and I acted like the other line was shorter, so I was going to get in it. And then he got through security first because I accidentally had a water bottle in my luggage, but I forgot that I put it in there. So I got stopped at security, and it, they had to put my stuff through again and all of this. And then uh, we were both flying southwest, so it was, like, Terminal C. So I went to Terminal A because I had, like, two hours till my flight left. So I went to a different terminal to, like, sit and read so I didn't have to be, like, see him. Oh, you, you went through all these lengths? I didn't want to sit there. And I knew that – I know that you would have, like, talked him up like he was a, a sexy rat exterminator or something. Yeah. What the fuck is the matter with you? I don't know. But when I did it, I knew I, – I even thought like, oh, my God, Joe would think this is funny because he would not do anything that I just did. But why would you go through all these lengths not to talk to somebody? But yet – but here's the deal. You're going through – but you're bringing homeless people home to your house? He wasn't homeless, but – oh, that that reminds me of my underwear. Remember we were going to say Tim – the guy Tim is going to send me two pair of underwear. Do they know who that is? Did you mention that somebody who runs an underwear blog – yeah. So somebody named um, Tim, who I've communicated with through my other podcast before, and he listens to this one, emailed me and told me he runs an underwear blog, which I will be linking to once I get the underwear. And he has like sample underwear, and he asked me my size and what kind of underwear I like. You know what? This is because the universe takes care of you. The universe saw that you had a lack of underwear. <laughs> and it provided underwear. I'm actually really not kidding. That's my very Marianne Williamson, the law of divine compensation talking. Thank I don't you. know what that is, but... Uh, People so, in the know will know. Good. People on the same page as I am. Let's get back to your thing. The thing, the point is, you have a problem, okay? You're turning down free sex. You're bringing homeless people home, okay? You're losing your shit because someone steals your underwear. And... But then you're in line with a guy and you're like, I don't want to talk to another human being. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I really was like socially awkward and like getting very anxious about having to sit with him you know for what? an hour. This is reminding me that you're no fun. Have we ever told a story about one time Mike and I – This is, and I'm going to tie this back in. But this shows that you're no fun and it ties in with everything. The theme of this podcast is – Is this about the time that you tr- um wanted to have sex with the – the mentally handicapped guy that worked at yeah, Walmart. Yeah, that's exactly the story I'm talking about. Okay. One time, Mike and I were at a burger place, and there was this um, mentally challenged man. Okay, which... wait, wait, wait. Did you know he was mentally challenged at first? Yes, yes, I you did. You did? Because... Yes, because you. Well, this is why I'll tell you. Because I could see him, you couldn't see him. You were facing away from him. <laughs> but but he was like he was eating. He was eating like a mentally challenged person. He was like putting French fries in his mouth and then like pulling them out. Yeah, and like and like open like eating with his mouth open, but not like in a like in like in an exaggerated like kind of way, you know, and staring at us the entire time, right? Like staring at us, and then eventually he walked up to us, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because it was you were making like faces and like telling me I had to look at him. Okay. So I was like looking at him. So it was like maybe signaling to him that we wanted to talk to him. Yeah. So then he walks over to us and he asks us straight up, are you guys gay or something like that? And we're like, yeah. And then he, he straight up, I think this is where you and I differ on the story. But the way I remember it, he straight up says, I will blow you guys in the parking lot right now. <laughs> he did not say that. He did. He said, we will go to the parking lot right now. And if you want, I'll blow you. Joey. No, he did not. He, yes. he, he's, he like started talking about maybe his own like dating life or something and it was like bizarre no 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 you see you're forgetting this because i was so mad at you that day because oh the part i haven't told you is even though he was mentally challenged he was good looking would you say he was good looking for a mentally challenged person he was good looking if somebody would wipe the slobber off of his lips yes okay and he was like i will take both of you to your car right now and i will blow each of you and i was like mike let's fucking do this and you were like (laughs) I don't know. I got to get back. You know, and I was like, what? No, I would remember if he said that. No, he Joe. did. And then remember I said, like, he goes, I pushed the carts at Walmart. And I was like, I'm going to go back and find him and get my blowjob that I deserve. I think that the story was we think that we could have got a blowjob out of him. But I, maybe I was the one that shit all over it. But. I said, like, we should go. And then you joked about going back to see him because he told us where he worked. He, like, collects carts at Walmart. But it wasn't – he was saying, no, please come find me and I will blow you guys. You're not remembering this correctly. (laughs) I don't know if I'm the one that's not remembering it it, Look, And so now I know there's a pattern with you where, one, you turn down free sex. And I turn down conversation with a straight guy that's going to go nowhere anyway. Yeah, but this this meant that's what you just you know what it is. You have to learn to say yes to life. Okay, I'll try that this week. For those of you that follow Mike on Facebook or Twitter, every Monday, and I'll say this about you. I'm going to give you a compliment. You have almost like an autistic like devotion to patterns, and so Mike will start doing something. Like I would do it for maybe two or three weeks. Mike will do it forever. So Mike, every Monday for like 11 years, Mike posts a a post-it note on his mirror with some like inspirational quote. And so that should be your, your what's your mantra for this week? Because I know you do on Mondays. Um, Something about quote, it's like tigers don't worry about the opinions of sheep or something like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. It should now, so for next week or for this coming week, it should be say yes to everything. Okay, I'll try it. Uh, We'll see, though. (laughs) Oh, I want to ask you something. Whatever happened with the guy – well, I do know what happened, but do you want to talk about what happened with the guy who offered you free sex? Yeah, well, he texted me, and he said – this kind of has like a little bit of backstory, so I'll try not to bore you, Joe. But he said, said, what's up, Pookie? And I said, hey, whatever his name is, why'd you call me Pookie? And um, the backstory is I actually have a YouTube video that's kind of popular about diabetes. And in it, I kind of have a character, I guess you would say, uh, that is supposed to be kind of like my mother. And my in the video, she says Pookie all the time. She calls me Pookie. Okay. 
But, I mean, that could have also just been a coincidence. What's up, Pookie? It would have been weird, but could have been a coincidence. But then I said, why'd you call me Pookie? And he said, a video I watched, from a video I watched about meal planning for people with diabetes, which is my video. And I said, ah, cyber stalked me, got it. And then I said, so wait, when are we hooking up? And then his response. <gasps> oh, wait, you said this? Yeah, my I said, wait, when are we hooking up? And he said, this is so my luck too so i said so wait when are we hooking up kind of because you guilted me into realizing that i missed an opportunity and so he said dinner sometime soon i have my parents in town this weekend sad face so Um, so basically i got turned down from the guy that wanted to have a one-nighter with me and i turned down no no you can you can still have it the door's still open but let me let me put it this way uh I, i will say we got we've gotten emails right mm-hmm. uh, about this topic and everyone's agreed with me is that true yes there well there were some that kind of walked the line which is probably a smart thing to do when you're emailing two people is like you kind of agree with both oh yeah somebody wrote i think i think was was it that peter g who talked about how there's no such thing as free sex Yes, yes, which is a good okay, point. I and- want to talk about this. No, I want to talk about this. There is such a thing as free sex. He's doing the same thing my dad does, you know, which is he'll be like, my dad will be like, there's, no, there's nothing's free, you know? And he'll be like, what are you talking about? Like, someone gave me like, well, it costs money to make the paper that they give you. That's not free, you know? He starts getting like little specifics, like these like weird philosophical, he thinks he's being super smart. It's the same thing. There's no such thing as free sex. No, there is. If someone's offering to give you a blowjob with no strings attached, that's free sex. Sorry. Don't get into this weird, like, the condom costs money or, you know. He's not talking money. He's just saying, like, maybe I'm going to have to pay in a different way. He's not t- – that when he says there's no such thing as free sex, he was just meaning, like, it'll cost me one way or another. It'll cost me one way or the another. Okay, well, then fine. Point taken. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's happening in L.A.? Anything worth talking about? I have zero news. The Oscars were the biggest thing happening in L.A. Um, I have a good story. Oh, oh, oh no. I do, I do want to talk about something. I'm sorry. This is not an L.A. story, though. Oh, I guess it kind of is, actually. I can tie it in. I can bring it back around. Did you hear about this soccer player that came out? No. Oh, I was wondering. I thought you were going to bring it up last week. There's a soccer player. He's 25. He came out. He's from Orange County originally, where Mike and I both lived at one point. And he's 25, and he goes. He plays soccer for some team in England. Mm-hmm. And he came out of the closet, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm coming out of the closet, and I'm quitting soccer." The end. Um, so it's very interesting. One, two, um, very cute. Okay. Extremely cute. You wouldn't like him because he's white, but he's very cute. <laughs> and um. Yeah, I'm just – I don't know if there's really anything to say about it, but that's my news story. and I'm, Which is so funny because I'm going to criticize myself here for a second. For the past few weeks, I've been rallying against people who just – gay guys who just like cute people. <laughs> and and the, I realize – Really, the ahead. only details you know in this story are that he's cute. No, I have the story right here actually. His name is – um, Robbie Rogers, which is such the cutest name, isn't it? Mm, okay. Robbie, Robbie Rogers. Okay. And he plays for Leeds United in England. But I, here's, I will criticize him for this. I don't think he's quitting because he's gay. I think he's, I think he's probably not a very good soccer player. Or maybe he was. I don't know. And I know zero about sports, but I, this sounds like something where he's like, 
jumping the gun. Like he knows he's gonna get fired. She's like, well, fuck it, I'm gay and I quit. But by the way, I have no evidence for this. I wonder if he was maybe not so handsome if you would have talked about the story. No, I wouldn't have. Hmm. Look, I don't. I'm not saying I'm above it all. I can play both sides. I can be the horrible, gross, gay person who only cares about cute people, and then when it suits my needs, I can be um, Mr. Gay Rights Activist who's like, gay people only care about cute people because you know what? When you criticize criticize others, you're really criticizing yourself. Thank you. <laughs> the more but you ma- know. Yeah, make that your uh, mantra for the week. <laughs> the, okay, what's your, this isn't what's my your story, story, but the Harvey Milk stuff was in the oh, airport. Oh, God. The, Here we the go. News More again. milk stuff. There, right. there are, I guess, some gay groups that are behind it. There's now a change.org petition for it that has like 20,000 signatures. But there's also some gay groups that are very hesitant to put it on a ballot because if it loses, it kind of would be the end of it, they feel, or it could just be like a little bit embarrassing. So. I don't know. But then there's a lot of like uh, groups that don't want the mo- the money spent on all of this. So I don't know. It's a very back and forth in the paper pretty I'm much fi- once I- a week still. I'm getting so sick of this fucking Harvey Milk shit. Well, Ugh. then why don't we talk about the Chinese New Year parade that happened this last week? Yeah, it's actually one of the biggest parades in the country. I think like the top three parades or something Oh, really? Like that. Why? In size. Okay, the, be honest. How many of those long dragons were there running around? There was a 258-foot dragon exactly. carried by more than Thank 100 you. people. Thank you. I wasn't and, even there. I could call it. It's a rule <laughs> that if you're Chinese, you have to have one of those dragons, which is them sort of playing into a stereotype. It's like if there was a Mexican parade and they were like, oh, wait a minute. There would be mariachis. A stereotype? It's celebrating the culture. Like, that's a real thing. It's not like... Oh, dragons are real? Some... Oh, God. No, it, it's a real part of the culture. It's not like something that was created to mock them. The story that I read about the parade, though, has a kind of funny... I don't know why they even put this in there, but... Let me read it to you real quick. The constant pop of firecrackers and the gong banging by parade marchers were enough to make Jeff Chin of Walnut Creek wince. The 86-year-old said he'd been coming to the parade since he was six. And then this is the quote. It was a little quieter back then, Chin said. As you get older, it gets harder to tolerate the noise. But I like the crowds. Why is that in the story? One old crotchety man said. Because they need to have some sort of count. Look, like I've stated before. San Francisco people love to bitch about things, and they finally found an event where no one was bitching about anything, so they had to do like, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to write a story if someone's not bitching about something? So they had to like comb the streets and find someone who's bitching about things. I guess. So it's the year of the snake, and I guess the best year to be born in is the year of the dragon, right? Oh, I don't know. I'm year of the tiger. Uh, if you're a snake, then you're said to be deep rather quiet and wise um mc hammer you remember him oh i was hoping you would talk about this story okay, oh you know it so MC, I, I know a little bit i don't know that much he's on twitter and he tweets a lot and just the other day uh, rapper and entrepreneur mc hammer spoke out saturday on twitter saying that he was accosted without cause by a police officer mm-hmm. over here in this side of the bay hammer is an Oakland native and Tracy resident whose birth name is Stanley Kirk Burwell. Burrell. He was arrested at the Hacienda Crossing Shopping Center on suspicion of obstructing an officer in the performance of their duties and resisting an officer, according to Dublin Police Lieutenant Herb Walters. 
So he was booked at the jail there and he was released. And then uh-huh. the, let me kind of get to it. Uh, Burrell, 50, a multi-platinum recording artist who scored hits with songs such as You Can't Touch This and Too Legit to Quit. said on Wait, he's only 50? That's what it says. Said on Twitter that an officer approached him in the car, tapped on his window, and asked if he was on parole or probation. A devout Christian who has spoken publicly about his faith on numerous occasions, Burrell has not had any public run-ins with the law. As he attempted to give the, this is a quote, the chubby Elvis-looking dude his identification, Burrell said on Twitter the officer reached inside the car and attempted to pull him out of the driver's seat through the window. Burrell said he was laughing when he was grunting and pulling on me. I had just left the weight room. It was comical to me until he pulled out his gun, blew his whistle, and yelled for help. But make no mistakes, he's dangerous. The only thing more dangerous than a scared man with a gun is a scared man with an agenda, a gun, and a badge. The story, okay, so the thing that I think is funny about the story is that MC Hammer, or Burrell, whatever his name he goes by, I don't know what he prefers to be called, MC Hammer was not interviewed for this story. This It's... MC Hammer's Twitter feed. Well, he he said he wouldn't be answering questions. He said he wouldn't answer any questions about it. Uh, to me, it sounds like he's just trying to get ahead of the story. Uh, I read a little bit more, and they t- they pulled him over for having like expired tags, and it's not his car. Like it wasn't registered to him. But that's not what's interesting about this story. Once again, another weird ass Mike Lawson story. Mike Lawson did this a couple of times, and this is one of them. Where he called me one day, this is years ago, and he goes, I wasn't going to tell you this, but uh, I enrolled you to be have a practical joke played on you. On oh, shit. TV- I didn't even think of that connection. <laughs> okay, tell the story. I forgot all about that story when I pulled it. I didn't even occur to me. He goes, there's this prank show called Girls Behaving Badly. Chelsea Handler hosted. Chelsea, Chelsea Handler hosts a show, Girls Behaving Badly. And I contacted them, and I wanted them to play a prank on you. I didn't. It's not just that I contacted them. I, like, submitted. I think it was on the web. I submitted a form saying, like, this is my friend that would fall for the joke. They contacted me back and told me the scenario, the date, the time. We were all set up to go. It was going to be that you. it was a charity lingerie show hosted by MC Hammer. And I was supposed to help you know, coordinate the event. You were to take your place because you had to work and I was going to step in to, to cover for you. And then what would happen is MC Hammer would be hosting this lingerie show and an actress playing MC Hammer's wife would walk in and see him doing this and start screaming at him in front of me. And then the, 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 the joke would be that I'd be caught in this awkward situation of MC Hammer getting in trouble. But it didn't happen because... <laughs> I was teaching SAT prep at the time, and I was it was like a summer-long class that I was teaching, and it was the final day of class, so I couldn't get out of it. So did you just, so did you just not show up? I might have emailed them and told them. I, I'm, I'm sure I did, or I didn't confirm or something. So he just he told me this like two days later, three days later, like, oh, yeah, I was going to – I had this elaborate TV prank to be played on you, and I just didn't do it, which I'm going to tell you something. I wouldn't have fallen for it immediately – I've seen those actors, and they're terrible. And they're, like, all the and, same six actors a lot of times. Like, you've seen Yeah, it's like bad improv. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's bad improv. And they, they over-enunciate everything. Like, yeah, I'm really angry. 
And then I would go and like, I would have been like, I would have known enough to go like, okay, there's a one, there's a two-way mirror there. There's a two-way mirror there. There's a two-way mirror there. But if it was an event, maybe they would have real cameras out. Maybe. Who knows? And then there was another time. Do you remember, Joe, the, I got tickets to see a taping of Ellen. We went to a few. Didn't mm-hmm. we go to at least two? Yeah. We went to at least two. So, in the very beginning, too, like uh, the first month of yeah, the show. And it was really easy to get in. And then I got us tickets. And for some reason, I was unable to go. I don't remember exactly why we, we didn't go, but it was something with me. But then that turned out to be the very first year that she did 12 Days of Christmas. So it was one of the days where, like, because we ended up watching that show. And it was yeah. everyone in the audience got, like, I don't know, something like $100. Amazing presents. Like, it was, like, $500 gift cards. So there's a catalog yeah. that you could just pick whatever It was, like, overstock.com or something when that was new. Yeah. Yeah, and then like a photo printer. Yeah, and like I remember it was like super elaborate, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars of gifts that the day we were supposed to go, and I was so mad at you. <laughs> I was like, "Ugh, the worst! You are the worst friend ever." So you you missed my opportunity for me to be humiliated on TV uh, with MC Hammer and a lingerie show, and yeah, you also missed out on the Ellen and Twelve Days of Christmas. That's true. Worst friend ever. Worst friend. Ever. Hmm. Do you have anything exciting going on next week? I actually have a couple things going on this week. Um, my friend Shannon, the one I told you about earlier, she has a comedy show that she she's headlining a, sh- a comedy show on Saturday night. So myself and a bunch of friends we're going to go to this comedy show, and it should be a good time. Awesome. I'm uh, this weekend. I actually have overbooked myself on Saturday a little bit. I have nothing going on all week. I have nothing going on on Sunday, but then on Saturday, uh, Saturday morning, I'm doing the color run in the city. Oh, finally. Did you do all your practice you were going to be doing for that? Not once. Mm-mm. Okay. So I might die, but that's Saturday morning. Starts at, I think we have to be there at like 10 a.m., and then Saturday night, I'm going to see Scott in a production of Legally Blonde. Who are you talking about? My friend Scott, who does the Seder Sphere podcast. Oh, that's right. He, he, you know what? Oh, hi, Scott. I, he's, he mentioned he said some very nice things about me, so now I like him. Yeah. You you listened to the Seder Sphere, too, didn't I you? I listened to the show, and I enjoyed it. Um, So I'm going to see him in Legally Blonde, and I'm going to hang out with Christina, who is on a podcast called Greetings from Nowhere. And maybe her husband. I don't. I don't really know who's going. But she's exactly. married. Yeah, Mike. Mike. Okay, Mike is in this podcasting universe that I'm not in. Right. I will say he's always trying to get me to listen to these podcasts. I haven't listened to Greed from Nowhere because they haven't caught on to the great trick that Mike has, which is Mike will be like, <laughs> um, "Listen to this podcast." I'm like, "No," and then they'll be like, "They mentioned you." I'm like, "Oh," and then all of a sudden I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> because they mentioned me. So I've heard like all these new great podcasts because they mentioned me. Yeah, you listened to It's All About Me, all about with Mark and Ed. Yes, that was good. What else did you listen to? Maybe that's uh, it. Tastes Like Burning. Oh, Tastes Like Burning. Because that guy had written an email where he mentioned me. Just if you mention me, I will then want to know all about you. I'm only <laughs> interested in you if you if you mention me or say nice things about me. It's sad but true. So that's my my super busy Saturday. I'm a little bit worried. I I don't know how long the color run is, but I certainly will have to come home and like shower afterward. What if I'm like stained blue and I have to go 
Mike, I don't have know. you seen the pictures from this shit? You're going to be stained. I know. What am I going to do, though? I mean, I, I'm going out Saturday night to see them. I would just show up in the different colors. And here's the deal. Show up in the different colors and never mention it or explain it or anything like that. And then when they ask you about it, pretend like you don't know what they're talking about. That's what I would do. Well, I think Scott and I, I think Scott will know why because he's probably listening to this, but I don't know if Christina listens to this or not. Well, if she wants me to listen to her show, she better get her ass in gear and mention me. <laughs> uh, so that's my week. That's pretty much all I got. All right. Well, hey, Mike, it was very – well, first of all, I want to say this to people who are listening. Please, email – I love getting emails where you mention me specifically about how I'm right and Mike is wrong, and how much you love me. Those are my favorite emails. Thank you. If you do it in the form of an iTunes review, that would be helpful too. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, please listen to the show, download it, and write iTunes reviews. Yes. All right, Joe. I'll talk to you next week. All right, talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Head over to cupodcast.com to find links to our Facebook and Twitter pages. And while you're there, grab our email address and send us a hey. Come back next week to hear Joe and Mike catching up. Ain't nobody got time for that!